In the following live session recording, Carol James, freelance children's music specialist and percussionist, will talk about incorporating instruments and voice into the music for multi-generational and congregational worship. The listener will learn by playing and singing music that lets children lead in corporate and multi-generational worship. Let's join Carol now. My name's Carol. Um, I'm from, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I grew up in Augusta, North Augusta, but Augusta, Georgia. So, um, and my husband grew up down here in, near, uh, in Dublin, Georgia. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'm very familiar with this whole area. Um, but today, today um, we're going to work on how to get your children's choir to lead in worship and involve the congregation rather than just simply standing up there and singing and mom and dad are videoing on their cell phone. Yeah. So my, my whole goal is to, to get them to put those, cause, and I promise them that someone will video this yeah. that, and you will be able to get it, but right now we need you to be part of worship. So, yeah. um, and I usually will do, um, my minister of music will let me do two or three songs back to back. And there are, they do have the opportunity to just stand and sing yeah. because I will, as, as a percussionist, I'm a percussionist, but I'm also, a children's vocal um, specialist, so voice is my is my primary um, thing. So every Wednesday night, this is not all. It doesn't always look like this yeah. um, per se. Some nights we'll do buckets for a few minutes, and then we sing the rest of the rehearsal, or we move, or we. I do a lot, a lot of movement with all my choirs. Um, I have some parachutes, and we do we do um, form learning form with. Um, parachutes and stuff so um for example they every time a new star wars movie comes out i pull out my parachutes and we do the original star wars theme and the kids all know it yeah so i make them that we i don't make them but they always sing it they go yeah they know it and the the recording to get for that is the reader's digest version because it's the original one and it's only about two and a half minutes long, so you're not dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the a, there's an A and a B section, mm -hmm. and so you can clearly hear the difference in the mm -hmm. A and the B section. So mm -hmm. I, I just and I just make up stuff like we just we flutter when the introduction yeah. comes on, and then we go up and down on on the beat for the A section, and for the B section we circle and we reverse. It's very simple. And at the very at the very end, we go way up with the parachutes and come underneath. Just oh, your cool. traditional parachute thing. Yeah. And um, I do it with all ages, all the way up through sixth grade. And so that's just one of the things um, I'll do movement wise. Yeah. But uh, we're going to start with a with a movement thing. Um, this is a welcome. <laughs> just Hi. take your time. Um, we're going to start. We're just going to move a little bit because it's morning time and all. And um, this is an arrangement of uh, For the Beauty of the Earth, and it's played and arranged by Joe Martin, um, the composer Joe Martin. I don't know if y'all know it. Joe Martin is wonderful, um, but he plays this. This is from the Growing in Grace um, 
children's choir curriculum, which would be a good thing for you to look into down the road. Um, that's what I'm going to need. Uh, uh, just, just know they're wonderful people that are that are behind it. Yeah. Um,
Wear your ears. Did you bring your ears to choir tonight? Did you bring your brain to choir tonight? <laughs> didn't you leave it? Didn't leave it in the back of the minivan, did you? No. <laughs> and they love making. <laughs> pat, pat, pat. We're gonna use our pads tonight. We're gonna clap. We're gonna up. And then if I wanted to stand up, I, I do this, and they jump up. You know, they, they're they're little kids. They spring up. <laughs> if I said if I wanted to jump, they jump. You know. So Sock Monkey does lots of things, but that's one of the things he does. Um, he teaches phrasing. You know. Um, he teaches. Um, this is gonna be a long breath. Um, I want this phrase to to um, kind of circle around so he circles around mm. you know I just use him all the time and they know that when I'm finished with sock monkey I'm always going to just say just do that <laughs> and they always go oh <laughs> but they love it they love it so sock monkey he travels with me um, whenever, and they know whenever I, I cross the state line, I stop at the Welcome Center and I put him on the state line, I put him on the sign and make a picture. So, and I put him in my car and on the, hanging on the steering wheel. So, and I post it on Facebook so they know Miss James is going somewhere this weekend, you know, so anyway, that's Sock Monkey. Um, another thing I do with him to help him remember that we're going to be singing the next Sunday or we're going to sing in two weeks or we need next week we're going to i need everybody here as i make i make them this is when they're in line to lead choir i'll do um i promise i promise to remember to sing to remember to sing next sunday next sunday because if i don't because if i don't my mama won't remember my mama won't remember and this flyer that you just gave me and this flyer you just gave me is going to be in the bottom of the car it's going to be in the bottom of the car with skittles stuck to it with skittles stuck to it so help me george so help me george yeah so that that kind of thing we just and i get it i make it silly and I make it long, I, I draw it way, way out, and then I bring it back to the point. We sing Sunday, we sing Sunday. And it just helps them mm -hmm. remember, and they love it, and they think it's hilarious. And that, and they understand they're, they're not swearing to God, they're swearing to the sock monkey. <laughs> so it's not serious, but yet it is, but it's to the point. And it's better than mailing a card sometimes. It really, it really just helps. All right, so anyway, let's play some buckets. Let's do a little bit of transfer. Put your bucket just in front of you. And we're going to do a little echo playing that we're going to start with on the body. Like I say, I teach the Orf. Orf Schulberg is my, my training, is my background in um, children's music. So the philosophy for Orf Schulberg is you learn everything on your, on your body internally. You've got it here. And then you can transfer it everywhere. So... And that also helps me check out kids that are struggling. Um, when they're when I do something and they echo me back, I'm all the time looking for kids who, who need extra help or looking for a kid who's spot on. They'll get I may say I may send them later on to an important instrument for the evening or I'm just always I'm just looking, you know, the whole time. I'm observing. I'm not just thinking, what am I gonna do next? I'm actually I'm thinking the whole time. So anyway, let's do a little rhythm clapping. Um, a lot of the problems with rhythm clapping that I've learned with adults that haven't gone through this ORF process is that they their rhythm patterns are too short. Um, it'll be something like this. Okay, that's too short. 
you're, you want your kids from day one, really, that they come to you, you want them thinking in longer phrases. So my rhythms are going to always be two measures long, and they're always going to be finished with a rest. You know, they're going to they're going to finish with a rest, so that they have time to process, take, have time to take a breath, and have time to repeat it back to me. So you'll notice that in this. So it's going to be a little bit longer than normal. And I usually tell a new group of children when I'm out and about working, just listen a little bit longer because when I point to you, then it's time for you to echo. So here we go. Here's our first one. together really until about third grade and then they then we just go um, and a lot of times when I give them complicated rhythms like we're about to do they get to start on their dominant hand whatever hand you want to start with you start with your favorite hand And my kids all know, we, we talk about, about, oh, sometime during the year, I always tell them about this wonderful um, children's choir person um, from our past, um, Helen Kemp. And she developed um, this, the, the, th the three po um, singing postures. And so one, singing posture number one, this is kind of a learning learning position. You're, you're pushed all the way back, whether you're, and I always say, and I don't care whether your feet don't touch the ground, that's just fine, you know, if we're in big people chairs. My first and second graders, we don't use chairs. We're on the floor. So we're either on the floor or we're standing up. But in, with my older grades, I do first, I do the three scene positions. So this is one, and this is two, which is where we're going to play buckets, and then this is three. So full, full singing position is number is, is three. So let's go back to two. And so if you sit at the edge of your chair, you you can hold your bucket here. Now this is more like fourth and fifth grade. And if you bring your bucket up a little higher, you can squeeze your bucket and hang on to it a little bit more. It is an inner thigh workout. Sliding that is fine. You can put it down on the floor, but we're gonna play it just a little. We're gonna do the same kind of little echoes we just did. For the little kids, do they keep them on the floor? For the little kids, they leave them on the floor. And I'll talk to you about bucket choice. And there's all kinds of things, other choices you can make for the, the smaller children. We do. I do put them on the floor. I also will put them on a chair like this 
have it will get behind the chair and we'll use sticks on the back of the chair and the bucket and so we've got multiple sound <coughs> available to us so but let's just do a little bucket drumming first with our hands so listen first and we'll start with hands together some of the same rhythms that we've already done Twenty minutes. <laughs> Woo! Well, we're gonna get to our African. Okay. Get your bucket up, man. Get your shovel off. So. my first and second graders and even my preschoolers they sound really good on the floor I don't still don't put these up like this um, I have just recently found some new buckets that uh, some new containers that are going to work great for first and second graders because they really want to hold them like this because the sound production is just amazing when you get it up off of the carpet so these little guys this, this is my protein drink <laughs> but it's to play because I'm collecting these from all my friends that drink this stuff but these are also these also sound awesome anything like the, anything that's got a tougher plastic plastic but anyway um, we're going to get uh, move on to our first piece that we're going to use as a worship experience so the whole congregation will be involved in this piece so you can put your, put your bucket down this is in your handout um, but I will teach you everything this morning without any handouts and then I'll just let you get them on your way out so that way you're learning just as if I was teaching the kids um, I'm teaching in fast motion this is not something I would do all in one rehearsal I would just I would introduce it a little bit by bit but anyway the name of this piece is, it's a Zambian uh, piece called Amen Siakadumi Saw. Um, and the translation is, Amen, we praise your name. So at either, when we, when we do this, when I did this, the last time I did this one with kids in a church congregation morning, Sunday morning service, we, um, we said the translation, we spoke the translation really, really boldly. We went, Amen, we praise your name. And it was on the screen as the translation. Um, I'm not going to make the congregation sing the African. 
because that would freak them out. <laughs> the kids learn it really, really fast. But I'll show you what we do with the kids and just with the adults in just a minute. But so I want you to speak this for me. Amen. See y'all. Amen. See y'all. You've got to say it with your African voice. The best one you have, okay? And the kids go, okay. Okay, so you have learned that whole thing, basically, 
Um, this is the drum part that I would audition kind of by just watching and seeing who can do this. Listen to me first, and once you've got the pattern, just join in. scooted forward on the backs of the pews, okay, <laughs> which I, and they absolutely love it. They love doing that, and they will participate. They will do it. <laughs> so let's try, let's get you started. Well, that's what it looks like. 
couple of weeks ago, if you can see. Um, so we're just going to shake them throughout the whole night. Just practice shaking. Okay. So find your note on the music. Find your note there. And this is part of, we would do this as part of the introduction. So your note is written in, as a sharp, on a sharpie. <laughs> so, so let's get, we use this at the beginning and at the end of Amen Siakadumi Saw. That's part of our little introduction. I would have wind chimes and stuff going. So, and it, it doesn't matter which, which one, which note, which, just, okay, you got it? <laughs> so we're going to go slow, but you just shake all the way through the whole note. One, two, three. of it so that you can see the words and then I'll tell you how we're doing this. This is for like really little kiddos like four-year-old and up. This is a sound piece. Um, it's not necessarily a um, there's no singing involved unless you there's a way we can add singing actually but this is really just a um, poem. But I also set scripture to sound, like Psalm 150. I've done that a hundred different ways with just little rhythm instruments. And sometimes to, to keep the congregation busy and all, I'll include them. I'll hand them out. I'll hand some hand chimes out or some resonator bells out in, a, in like a, a friendly key. You all know about how to make pentatonic keys to make them sound, to make clusters, chord clusters sound good. Pentatonic keys are children childlike keys folk folk song song keys um but for example there are probably about 50 hymns that are pentatonic as well jesus loves me it's pentatonic it means it has five notes in the scale instead of eight so the fourth degree and the seventh degree are removed so for a c scale in pentatonic you take the f out and you take the b out so you have c to e g a um, so 
this and this will see. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, we're going to play in this pentatonic key in just a few minutes after we do this little bluebird thing. But um, that would sound great. That's like it's also that's, that's a, this is what a C pentatonic scale. So there's there's no there's no every everybody can play and it gives immediate success. Um, it's just like the black notes on the piano. This G flat pentatonic is the black notes on the piano. Um, so we're going to be in well, we we would do that in C pentatonic. So you could use you could use stuff like that. But this this came about. I also do children's books like this little book right here about Moses. Um, is would be wonderful set to sound. And I always have a net, so my narrator, I would always choose a, a grandparent um, or an, a, one of our senior adults because including them with the children is absolutely delightful. For them, for their friends, because I don't want them, I, I, I feel sometimes maybe our seniors may feel like we forgot them. and doing things like this that involve our seniors and they really are your main support. Your parents are so busy mm -hmm. just living and getting your kid, getting their kid to and from everywhere that they are secondary to your um, support. They don't have time to think about, gosh, my kids, I'm just so lucky to have my kid in choir. <laughs> they don't have time to think about that, but your senior adults are seeing things, seeing, they see, because they, they are observing, and they're seeing the, that we're placing Jesus on the hearts of our children. Um, so they appreciate it more. And so when I, so I like to include them and let them know you still have, or you are still vital to us and you can still help us. So um, this little thing, this little poem, we were doing a fine arts camp called His Eyes on the Sparrow. That was our, our theme that, that year. So all of our uh, music I pulled um, had to do with birds. So uh, we, and we sang His Eyes on the Sparrow in the traditional spiritual way and everything with, with all the kids and stuff. And, but I um, wanted to do a sound piece with my youngest percussion class, my first grade percussion. And so I knew this lady, Reba Haynes, is in my congregation, and she's 96. And still driving, Lord help us. Nobody will ride with her. She is hilarious. She is about four feet tall and weighs probably about 70 pounds and just a firecracker of a woman. But I learned about Reba when I first got to this church about 12 years ago, and everybody said, oh, Reba... Reba is ahead of her time because she can rap. She wow. can talk and write mm -hmm. in rhyme, like really well. <laughs> and I knew that about her, and I would wanted to do this little bluebird, you know, the little folk song, bluebird, bluebird, through my window, bluebird, bluebird, through my window. So I was trying to figure out some way to use that because I had instruments and I wanted to use the little kids on, you know, and I wanted to, to bring home the thing about the, the whole essence of his eyes on the sparrow is that God it cares for the smallest sparrow and he cares for me even more. Um, so I wanted to translate that into he cares for the bluebird, so he, he cares for me too. So I just told Reba, write me a poem about a bluebird and me. And 
make it make it make it work so I can set it to sound and she wrote this thing and it's incredible it is, it's, it's just know, it's absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. um, so what I, I so I used um, I have one of our senior adult grandparents um, is a retired broadcaster and he always narrates my fine arts camps thing mm -hmm. so I and he's so well he's just beloved in our congregation so he was our narrator for this and for the congregational participation I gave all the congregation I ordered these from the Audubon Society but oh, they're 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 bird. just bird calls yeah they're really and they're really cheap oh my God. but when you pass out 30 of these and you just twist it yeah so I handed them out all over the sanctuary and when and I told the sanctuary every time my hand goes up like this your bird call goes. You play your bird call. Is every one of them different? Nope, they're all the same. All the same. It, just, it just depends on how you twist. Yeah, exactly. That's what you what you get. But it's so everybody's got a uh, all those people out there have got bird calls. This is the coolest thing. It's adorable. It's so wonderful. So um, somebody somebody go get the wood block. Somebody go stand behind the wind chimes. Um, yeah. Um, somebody can Here's grab a, grab a well, instead of a triangle, my triangle, I have my beaters at home. So we're going to use somebody. Wood block. Where's the wood block? Here's the wood block. There's the wood block. Somebody be finger symbol. Finger symbol. And I'll just point to you when it's your turn to do your thing. Um, and I'll be rhythm sticks. And like I passed out, a, I have, I have uh, so many rhythms. Here, do you want to do the wind chimes? I'll do the resonator bells. Okay. You want to do resonator yeah. Bells. Okay. Angie doesn't have it an assignment, so. Okay. Well, I'm getting there. I know. <laughs> you're, I'm you're sorry. about to have a, a, an assignment. Oh no. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. Um, <laughs> you're gonna do the 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 um, hand chimes things. You just grab that one and grab that one out of the other bucket. Okay. Yeah. These I can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I passed those out in the congregation. So I had, you know, I, and I had put those in sections where I would just point to everybody when it was their time to do something. Um, um, and all the while I'm, I'm doing all of that, when it, the whole song starts, the, uh, the, my pianist, the, you know, I always have a pianist, and they are just softly playing. all the way through and underneath the <coughs> and the birds go and, <laughs> and there was a little orf part with the bluebird bluebird and I had a little child a little bitty one and we dressed her up as a bluebird and she just flew around <laughs> all the way through the song but anyway so let's let's do this I'll, I'll narrate and um, so anytime I do my wooden you can so the music has started <laughs> And my hand goes down, and the pianist keeps going very softly, and the, your, your narrator goes, if I could be an animal, I think I'd like to be just like the little bluebird that's sitting on the tree. And I let them do whatever they want to on that wood dog. If they go for two minutes, it's fine, because everybody's going, so cute. 
and then I cut them off and then I go, I look at him and wonder what it's like when you can fly. I let, I'll bet the world looks beautiful from up there in the sky. <laughs> he looks at me each morning and from the same branch in my tree. And this is a bunch of people, he's a grown up doing this. I wish, uh, while I wish, when I, while I sit there wishing I was him, is he wishing he was me? Hmm. And that's the whole congregation doing that. And you hear, hmm, from the men and all. It's wonderful. There's much about the two of us that surely is the same. God knows us inside and out and even knows our name. And we all say our name, everybody. There's much about the two of us that, oh, I'll read that one. He always knows just what it takes to make us run and fly. Like food and water, rest and care, on him we can rely. He says, I'll always love you. I'll give you both a song. And you'll always be joyful, for to me you both belong. And we hear, and there it is. So, <laughs> it's precious. It is precious. You can even, I mean, you can do it in a rehearsal, in a, in a, on a Wednesday night thing. I like, sometimes I uh, will, I love, we have a prayer, prayer meeting during my choir time that the pastor does like a Bible study. And it's in the chapel and it's a small and intimate type thing. I take my kids there to to, when we're almost ready to sing, we go to prayer meeting and we sing. And we, we get more out of prayer meeting, singing for prayer meeting, than we do singing on Sunday morning because I take them in. Everybody's delightful. I never let them know we're coming. Only the pastor knows we're coming. And we come in and they just, they just start clapping for the kids and we sing for them and we'll do, we may even do this something like this or we'll definitely um, do something that they will sing with us. And then we take them back to our rehearsal and we just sit down and we just talk about what just happened. And what did you notice? And did you notice anybody that really looked like they needed to hear what we had to sing tonight? And so you get me, you get to have me immediate feedback. Whereas on Sunday morning, they do their thing, they sit with their parents, they bye-bye, y'all are great. You don't get that, to have that conversation, that immediate thing about what was it like when you just led other people to worship so it's just if you can find a group that's meeting at the same time even if it's a bible study or just something they won't mind can you bring can i bring my kids in and can we sing for five, for five seconds and then just take them back to your room and talk about it because that is part of planting that seed and that's our few it's our future um so anyway that's the bluebirds so come back how are we doing with time what time are we supposed to stop um, now? No. Hold on. It's 10, 45 to what? Till 12. Till 12? Okay, I got one more song, and this one is most excellent. I just, we just ended the ended the year with this song. Let's see. You might be missing some of these. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, bird calls. Are, we're done with bird calls. Um, with my third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth grade choir, over the last three or four years, we've been doing recorder with them. Do you need water? Do I need water? No. Mm -hmm. I'm cool. I'm good. 
Um, so we've been doing recorders with, with the older kids. Um, it's how I teach note reading, and it became actually how I, you know, you've heard the term um, early arriver activity, you know, forever. <laughs> well, this has become my early arriver activity for my older children because I see them first. So they trickle in for 15 minutes, honestly, before I've got a full before I've got a full choir and I can really rehearse anything, you know, that we're gonna, that we need to learn. Um, so I use recorder as my early arriver activity. So we do a lot of echo play and that kind of thing. But this song grew from this recorder. We finally, after three years, were able to put down our second hand. <laughs> we were using B, A, and G, B, A, and G, for like three years, because we only do it once a week and all, and they're not doing, a few of them are still doing them in schools in, in our area, but not many. So they were getting their recorder, and my, uh, we, they had their own recorder with a lake with their name on it, and it stays at church. And at the end of the school year, when there's sixth graders, they get to take it home, but not until they're sixth grade. <laughs> um, that way I'm not buying 40 recorders every year, but anyway. Um, also, for if you want to try recorder with your kiddos, um, tape the back hole shut because that will give them more immediate success because they're already, they're going to have to use their left hand on top. And that's already a struggle for any of the kids that are not left-handed because there's always going to be one that's going to sneak in and, and go right-handed on you. But um, you have, I explained to them, there's the whole thing about recorder. But anyway, this piece that we wrote, um, I wrote it with the choir, with the kids. We brainstormed it and put it together note-wise and with the, the lyrics and everything. And then we took it to the congregation and taught it to them and they, they sang with us and all. But this is what it sounds like. It's called Jesus Loves Me So. And it turned, it was just like a, an echo kind of a thing. but. Um, Oh, where is it? Oh. So it's in a minor key. Children absolutely adore singing in minor keys. I don't know why, but they do. My kids. They, they just love it. So this one is in E minor, and it's right in their singing range and all that kind of stuff, but it's the notes we learned on recorder. So we, um, we, we kind of just put it all together that way, and so I'm going to just teach it to you. It's in your packets, the yellow one that I'm going to give you. But it is, Jesus loves me so. Jesus loves me so. And this is, you can work on it. I can work on lots of vocal things right here. Everyone I know. Everyone I know. And did you notice that's the same notes? Because we're just using different words on the same. So it's the same notes, but we're using different words. And morning, noon, and night time. Morning, noon, and night time. Jesus loves me so. Jesus loves me so. 
very slow, very beautiful, very lyric type piece. You can work on. Sock Monkey can come back. So let's do the whole, the whole, sing the whole thing to me. It's right there if you need that. I have that on a slide when we do this with the congregation because they just like to grapple on to something. They like to hang on to something. So um, sing the whole thing with me. Jesus loves me so There's no pedal, and I'm looking for it. There really isn't one. A 
kind of bouncing around when they got up to here. So I had them lose the melody because this is actually sending my voice back to me. And it's, so it's going to let your children hear what they sound like because they really don't know what their voice sounds like. Um, but if you put it up to here, and I even let them put it right here, right, right, right down below their nose, and had them have them loo the melody, and I, I had the congregation do that too. So I had it. It was haunting. It was so beautiful. It's right in that singing sound, right in their little little not the power zone, which I love up the, up there on the top of the staff. That's where they shine. And they're only there for a few years, and then it's gone. But it's magic up there. But this right here, it puts them in that singing zone um, really beautifully. And it lets them, lets them amplify their voice, lets them hear. You see, you do the same thing with these buckets. You're going to have, somebody's going to put this on their head, okay? It's just going to happen unless you say, don't put it on your head. But the, the same thing happens here. But it just lets them here, but it's really pretty sounding. And so anyway, that is Jesus Loves Me So. I could talk a lot more about it, but I just want you to get to play a little bit. So take your, you got your B back off, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we're in what key? What pentatonic key are we in? Mm -hmm. Take off your E's, I mean your F's and B's. Make sure you don't have any F's on there. We're in and C. We're in C pentatonic. Yes, we are. So take off the E, the, I mean, I'm sorry, the F's and the beans. And I always tell my kids yeah, burgers and fries. Not, not the E. Yeah, I, I keep telling you, we have this, this CDEGA is what, what you should have. So you're going to play on your instrument with two hands, any notes that you like, and you're going to be my echo. I'm going to give you a rhythm, and you're going to play it back to me. Um, so that we don't accidentally play them. Yeah, and so you can move the music off of your instrument. You don't need it. So you're going to strike in the middle of the bars. And what we have playing right now are alto xylophones, which are my favorite ones because they are the same exact note that your child is singing at. Soprano xylophones are a waste of, of, of money because they, they're pitched an octave above, which makes it harder for the child to find that singing pitch especially if they're struggling already to just match pitch. So buy altos first and then go for basses. But altos are like the money. That's where if you're, that's where if you're gonna buy some, buy ORF instruments, buy alto xylophones, they're the best. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna clap a rhythm and I want you to play it back to me on your instrument, on any two notes. You can jump around, you can change your, whatever you wanna do, but just play, play this back to me. Yeah, and just jump all over, be wild. Yeah, and you can play hands together or hands separate, whatever you like. Good. So now instead of me clapping, I'm going to play a rhythm for you. And you play it back to me any way you like. Just play the rhythm. Any notes you want to play.
that's because they're my old marimba sticks and I've just retired them and so I use them with the kids so you can you can scooch up a little bit to make them feel comfortable for you because um, some of them are really too long for, for children but I just let my children choke up on them and those these right here are our handbell sticks they're they're for using on handbells but they work great for this as well okay here's some more little rhythms and then we're going to play a little song back on home plate. It's kind of like putting the period at the end of a sentence. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now, if you want to do this, you can take something that we learned earlier, like Amen and saw. Okay. We can put that on these instruments. Um, put the claps right here. So we can go Amen, Okay. 
So your left hand is gonna play G A G A G A and it keeps going. Okay. Now your other hand at the same time, every time you play the G, you're gonna play the D. So it'll sound like this. Now, if that challenges the child, they can play it, at the, you can do this. And that's actually a little more fun, but it also gives them the chance to rush. The reason it's written to have one hand play slow and one hand play twice as fast is the purpose is, it's prettier, yeah, that way, but it also keeps them locomotorly and movement-wise, they've got to think harder to play faster and it keeps them from going, running away with it. <laughs> so now, let's hear what you've got. Join me. Good. So now after I've taught that, and this is something you can definitely do in a, in a rehearsal just for fun, or you can do it in multiple rehearsals to get it ready and, and, and play. And this can be done with one or two kids and an organ or a flute or just, I mean, the combination can start, can be really small or it can be really on a big scale, like in a big old fine arts camp thing. It could be, it could be blown up huge. Um, I want you to think of it now in a six, eight version, okay? So think one, two, three, four, five, six, da, da. So we're rocking back and forth. And... And see, it just it just kind of fades 
away and it's just it's lovely and that way you can get all the, the, the if somebody's still playing it doesn't matter because we're, we're all just kind of they'll go oh Christ it's not playing now <laughs> but yet it's still beautiful so yeah. Anyway, so that's what I have for you today. I will, I've got plenty of handouts from yesterday's class, that I will, so I'm going to give you one of everything. Um, and if you just have questions or you just want some, want me to do something like I've got this many kids, we have we have these instruments. If you want me to to write you something, just shoot me an email. Or I'm real finale friendly, so I'll I can put it together and send it to you and. Or you can give me a call or whatever you want to do. Um, but I'm 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 so glad you came. I hope you had a good time. <laughs>